on time to talk sports with raw mind. Game day, who plays with updates of all kinds? From press box to sideline, who got cut, who got signed? Who's clutch when it's crunch time? The starting lineup or the pine? These athletes compete, some without even trying. You want a championship, you gotta grind. When them bright lights shine, and this game go nine, they gon' cover the story not quite like Ryan. Exclusive interviews, dudes plug like Mike Line. He's got the inside scoop of why, who got fine? Prime. Time. Got the game statistics. I could say if you wasn't at the game, you missed it. But now raw mind sports covers the distance. Front row, that's close like a coach's assistant. You wanna be in the know? Eyes open and listen. This is raw mind sports, another edition. Welcome raw mind sports. I'm your host Ryan Jones. Week three is almost over. We got Baltimore and Kansas City playing today. Well, tonight on Monday Night Football. <clears throat> but I want to go ahead and just get into this. Week three on Sunday. That game was – the game Monday night is going to be pretty good, although I have Baltimore winning at home in the regular season. If it was a playoff game, I'd go with Kansas City. But right now, I'm going to go with Baltimore Ravens for the upset. It's probably going to be a really high-scoring game because Patrick Mahomes is going to have to keep up with Baltimore Ravens and their high-scoring offense. That little offense he does with the RPO, read option. And, you, you know, you, you want to be able to stop that. And I'm going to tell you now, that is hard to stop in the regular season. It's hard to stop. But if, but if Kansas City can pull it off, that's a huge plus. But they're playing in Baltimore, and we shall see. Patrick Mahomes may have a great game. Baltimore's defense is pretty good, people. They've been playing comeback lately. I think that comeback may not happen today if – Tonight, if that happens tonight and they're down against the Baltimore Ravens, they're going to play the, the game of clock control, meaning that they're going to be the ones keeping the possessions, keeping the clock moving, keep moving the chains. It's hard to stop that little RPO when you're down by two touchdowns against a guy like Lamar Jackson, the MVP of the league, until we find another one. But he is right now the reigning MVP of the league for a reason, people. But we three, we're gonna start with this first. Seattle versus Dallas. <clears throat> my God, my God, my God. It <laughs> this game is pretty interesting, people, because I, I'm, a, I'm gonna talk about both teams right now, right? And I'm gonna just try to dive into both real quick. Both teams are interesting. Both teams' defense is trash. I'm going to just be raw. Raw thoughts here, people. This show is all about raw thoughts. The defense is trash. But one team really does supposedly supposed to have the better offense, and that's the Dallas Cowboys. And in order for the Dallas Cowboys to win, they got to outscore opponents. Russell Wilson, year after year after year after year, deals with fatal injuries or injuries towards the offense and on the team to where he has to literally carry them with whatever they have. And right now, like a lot of people are saying, that he should be the MVP of the league. And we know the defense for the Dallas Cowboys is terrible. This is probably, to me, the most I've seen Russell Wilson throw. This is probably the, the, the first time that I've seen Russell Wilson throw so many deep balls because the secondary is that bad. I seen Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson scramble, right? We all have seen him scramble a whole lot. 
And he's usually making the play to make things happen. So, like, he may throw the ball in the middle of the field, maybe 10 yards, 14, whatever. Or he may take off. But he got really, really comfortable against the Dallas Cowboys defense throwing the ball, the deep ball, over the top. Uh, out, but outside that, that mistake with D.K. Metcalf, thought he was a man and forgot he had a defender behind him. It could have been worse. And that actually almost cost them the game. But it took that game-winning four-quarter drive from Russell Wilson to secure the victory. And when you think about it, if Metcalf would have did what he was supposed to do and kept the ball and secured the ball, regardless of walking in the end zone, we wouldn't have that problem at all. But Russell Wilson is – this situation with Russell Wilson right now with Seattle is the same situation I used to say about the New Orleans Saints. As long as the defense is not on the field in the last few minutes and it's, it's, game, it's time to win the football game, that's the only way this Seattle team is going to keep wins. I'm not going to be sold on that defense every single game. Yeah, they made a little stop against Cowboys yesterday. I feel like that last possession was not that good for Dak Prescott. The entire game – he was phenomenal, 472 yards, three TDs, but he had two interceptions. But 472 yards, he's has a, he's been throwing the ball a lot, which I'm gonna get that in a minute too as well. But I don't don't just because the defense made a stop against New England last week, New England last week, which the the last play was predictable. Everybody knew, everybody knew. Mamas, my son even knew Cam was gonna run the ball, so that was more of a predictable play. But Cam was on a level like, hey, look, I don't think they can stop me. If they know I'm coming. I'm not even counting that. The last, yesterday, that last possession, the last drive of the Dallas Cowboys was not, was not good. The entire game, they was moving the ball left to right, but it's just something about that last possession. It just wasn't good at all. And they needed that to bring them back, and I knew that wasn't going to happen. But Russell found a way to win once again. But the thing with the Cowboys right now is that they still have a chance of winning their division. That division is horrible. Giants 0-3. <laughs> Philadelphia is 0-2-1 because they tied. I don't even want to talk about them right now. And, you know, of course, the Redskins are 1-2. The Cowboys are 1-2. That division still up for grabs. The only team I don't think they can win the division right now, although I do got the Cowboys winning the division, but I wouldn't be surprised if Washington wins it and Philly will find a way to be in the mix. The Giants, I just don't think they have a chance. I think it's over for them. I don't think they come back. I don't see this, this team getting better this year. I just really think it's over. That's, I think it's over for the, for the New York Giants in that division. So regardless of how bad the Cowboys are playing right now, if they can get together when it's time to get together, they still have a chance to make the playoffs. Between them and the Eagles and the Washington football team, whichever one gets together, go make the playoffs. And, and this is crazy. Most of the time when you're one and two, you're, just, you're trying to stay in, in, in the flow. And I get it's just week three. Again, like I said, I'm, I'm a week-to-week guy talk, talker, a raw talk, week-to-week guy. But we have to realize that this division is trash. If this was any other division, this was the AFC West. Right now, I think the NFC West is the best division in football. 
which you, you have no room for error in that division right now, I think, unless some things just really just get drastic and, and, and ugly. The NFC South could score a lot of points, but I'm still looking at the Saints. The Saints been suspect, suspect for the past two weeks, so I don't even know what Saints team we're going to get without – we'll get to that. I just don't know what we're going to do with them. But I'll talk that, about that in a few. But I'm back to Seattle and Dallas. Both teams are good. Both teams to score. It just comes down to who has the lead at the end of the game. Who can – if the Cowboys got the lead at the end of the game, they can close out the game because they'll try to run the ball with Zeke. I think then they'll have a heavy dose of Ezekiel Elliott. Seattle has the lead. Russell Wilson knows how to make things happen to where, like, he can keep the lead and, and manage the clock. He's good at that. And he's also good at taking the game when they drive down the field. That's what the Cowboys right now think have game when it drives in them. And the defense can't stop nobody. If people can keep throwing the ball over the top like Russell Wilson was doing yesterday, it's going to be some long games for the Dallas Cowboys this year. And I know Russell Wilson is really, really good. He's probably going to be the MVP this year. But I'm just saying in general, like, it's teams that really can move the ball so easy on the Cowboys. So every game they're going to be in is really not going to be a total domination. It's going to come down to who wants it more or who has the last possession of the football game. That's what I see in the Dallas Cowboys games all year. And that has crazy numbers. I'm still not sold on Mike McCarthy. Once again, a guy like I've been talking about for the past few weeks is a pass-happy guy. Zeke Elliott only had 14 carries for 34 yards and one TD. But the rest of it was in the air. It's the air attack. And Mike McCarthy is a guy who loves to throw the ball. You're going to see numbers like this all year long from Dak Prescott. I can rest assure you that, unless he gets hurt. Now, if they gonna, it still doesn't mean they're going to win all those games with these good numbers. But you're going to see these numbers because Mike McCarthy throws the ball a lot. A whole lot. They're going away from what gets them the victories and keeps them. When you have a bad defense, even when Jason Garrett was there, they went to the playoffs a few times with Dallas Cowboys. When you have a bad defense, they usually try to keep the defense off the field by keeping the offense on the field more often. By that, what I'm saying is they like to run the football. This is what the $90 million man Ezekiel Elliott is for. When Jason Garrett was a coach, they ran it, ran it, ran it. And then, you know, of course, they had to play action and stuff like that. They come out, and they still threw the ball. But you got to use him more in the offense, more on the running on the running game because it, it melts the clock. You can, you can control the game, Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys can control the game with the running game. And then you're, of course, throwing, a lot of, throwing the passes when needed or throwing the passes, making it 50-50 at least. Right now, y'all playing 80-20, 80% pass, 20% run. If it was 50-50, it will be a little different. You know, it will be more balanced. And you know your defense can't stop nobody. So the last thing you want to do is score too quick. So run the football and let Zeke break for 100 yards or 50, 60 yards. That's one thing. But you can't keep going in the air with these passes. Although Dak had a great game yesterday, we still stop the clock, giving the offense time, the, the opponent's offense time to get on the field to make something happen. And now you're putting – the weakest link of your team on the field, and that's the defense. And you're expecting them to make a miracle stop. That's going to be the problem of the Dallas Cowboys. No matter 
how well that Prescott numbers are, even though he wants to get paid, his numbers show it. Their biggest problem is going to be, you know, this is a team sport. So they want to win. They want to get to the Super Bowl. The defense is going to have to change. Or even if they get to the playoffs, they're taking an early first-round exit. They're taking an early first-round exit if they get to the playoffs. And I'm, I know it's just week three, and I hope everything changes. I think things will. But I'm just looking at it right now as it keep going. They're going to have to do some changes on the defensive end. And Mike McCarthy will have to figure it out. But right now, Mike McCarthy, man, is a pass-happy guy. So Dak Prescott, as a quarterback, you probably love Mike McCarthy as your coach because you get your chance to show what you're worth. You get to throw the ball a lot, make plays with your own, you know. Running backs don't be that successful. This is one of the reasons why Mike McCarthy and Rodgers didn't care about Mike McCarthy being there so long. He made audible out a few plays, but Mike McCarthy allowed him to throw the ball a lot. Everybody kept saying that Green Bay Packers need a running back. It don't matter if Mike McCarthy there because the running back is going to be another guy who catches the pass in the end zone or catches the pass out the backfield. They don't run the ball a lot. So that's what makes them – the Mike McCarthy offense different because even if you had a good running back, it wouldn't be utilized the correct way. Like handing it off, doing 50-50 passes. Your running back probably go out for a lot of passes more so than running the football. So that's just how Mike McCarthy offense is. But this style of play is not a recipe to win the Super Bowl. Cowboys is week three. You got plenty of time to change it. But you better get together. As for Seattle, going to Seattle now. Your defense is suspect. You're in the NFC West. One of the reasons why you're so successful is because Russell Wilson is the guy who makes things. He's like the acrobatic guy who makes something out of nothing. I'm not trying to be biased. But you're still in a situation, even though you're looking good right now, that you can lose the division. The L.A. Rams is playing good, although they, they faltered at the end or a bad play call, bad call for the refs against the Bills. Arizona took a big upset yesterday, but they're still good because they have the matchup nightmare that can beat Seattle twice. And that's with Fitzgerald and DeAndre Hopkins. And they have a similar type of quarterback, something similar to Russell Wilson. And that's Kyler Murray. They have the recipe to beat them twice. And then, of course, you can never count on the 49ers. 49ers should be healthy by the end. That's always a good matchup. So even if they split, you still have a chance of splitting. Maybe Seattle may win one. 49ers may win one. Or who knows? 49ers might win both. But I don't see the 49ers getting swept by Seattle this year especially when they get all the players back. Even without Bosa and Solomon Thomas should have been traded anyway. And I, mean, I hate that he got hurt. No offense for all thoughts. But he should have been traded before the, before on the, this season anyway for me. I don't know. I, I just – he just hasn't been what he was supposed to be as that pick in the NFL draft. But anyway, they brought Ziggy in. De- Deion, Deion Jordan, excuse me, Deion Jordan came in, and that the 49ers defense is going to be a defense by committee. So they have changed it up. Um, Robert Salala, he did a real good job changing up regards to play Giants tonight. I'm just talking about all the backups. Then they played without neither starting corner last yesterday. And the only person who really got healthy is Corn Alexander. 
and Fred Warner. That's the middle of the um the defense. But basically what I'm saying is I'm not sold on Seattle's defense either. If it comes out of defense being on the field too at any game, it's gonna be ugly. So Russell Wilson can win the MVP, but his defense can also lose him a lot of games or lose him quite a few games. So I don't know how they're going to fix it, but I'm going to tell you now, Seattle's going to have to pick it up a little bit differently on the defensive end, or they're going to be in the same race, in a wild card race, trying to figure out how they're going to win the NFC West. Right now, to be honest, the NFC West is open. Anybody can win it. It could be the L.A. Rams. It could be the Arizona Cardinals. It could be the Seattle Seahawks. 49ers can win it, too. All I'm just saying, that's definitely that's another toss-up, but it's a very tough division. So whoever comes out in this division could possibly get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm saying it early. Whoever comes out in this division could possibly get to the Super Bowl if they stay healthy. Like I, I said in a post yesterday, but since from 2010 to through 2020, the NFC West – has represented the NFC in the Super Bowl five times out of 10 years. Five times out of 10 years. San Francisco's went twice, yeah, they lost. Seattle Seahawks went twice, won one, lost one. And the LA Rams went recently. I mean, right before the 49ers went back, and they lost. Yeah, they won in, won in four in, in winning the Super Bowl, but they always found a way to represent the Super Bowl. This is a tough division. And people come out here, this is a tough division. It's going to be a grounded out division. And that's why this division probably go around and beat other divisions right now. But I'm just saying, I'm looking at these teams right now, man. I, I, LA Rams got a, a good, a good, Two players that can really play <coughs> on defense, Rams and Donald, and Donald's man. I really can't say what the Arizona Cardinals have on defense. And Seattle, I just don't know. But Russell Wilson, you made a you you won the game yesterday against the Cowboys, but it's still a lot of work to do. And it's a long season in the NFC West. Green Bay. And the New Orleans Saints. Green Bay is undefeated, looking good. From what I was telling people all, all year, I feel like Green Bay still going to win the division as long as Aaron Rodgers is healthy. As long as Aaron Rodgers is healthy, they're going to win the NFC North. People preaching about the, the Minnesota Vikings. I get back to them a little bit later. I never saw that. I don't know what they were seeing. But either way, paper and vision can hurt you. That's why some wear glasses and some people don't. All I'm just saying is I knew if Kirk Cousins was the quarterback, the only reason they even try to get him another deal, because, I mean, his regular season numbers are good, but as well, like I tell other people, sometimes you, you sign people and give them what they want because who else you got to choose from? Ain't no one in the NFL getting rid of that good quarterback. If that quarterback is good and he's giving them an opportunity to get to the Super Bowl, even if they lose, but he's giving them an opportunity to be in the playoffs year in and year out, get to the NFC Championship, getting to the Super Bowl or AFC Championship, whichever one it is, ain't nobody giving up a good quarterback like that. Nobody is going to give up that type of quarterback. So it's like you just got to get what you have. Or you just bank and pray that you can get a quarterback out of the draft and you just hope that this is the one. But you haven't seen the product of work in the, on the pro level 
to really see that. So it's like it's like a hit and miss. You just hope you get one. So now back to that story. What I'm basically saying is it's one of the reasons why Kirk Cousins is still the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings because there ain't too much to choose from. And if anybody else is good, it's taken and probably not up for sale. So now you got Aaron Rodgers in that division still, run division, which is disrespecting to even ties unless he get hurt. It's still going to be his division. He's still going to win that division of the NFC North. And they go into New Orleans, and, and I get it, you know, no fans and they, and they defeat the Saints. The thing that gets me with the Saints is that uh, even without Tom, Thomas, Michael Thomas, Drew Brees has other receivers, but he loves to throw the football to Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara had 13 receptions from out the backfield for 139 yards. Emmanuel Sanders is somebody they picked up this year and paid, but she could have probably went back to San Francisco and probably got the receptions he's getting now since he's been there. I ain't going to say what's going to happen later on, but it just seems like even with Michael Thomas out, this is like they look, like, Kamara is their number one receiver. And it's a lot of short passes, but he's turning them into something, making something out of nothing. Kamara. And I know, I know Sanders only had four receptions, 56 yards, but he probably could have got more passes. So, what I mean, what I'm saying is they need to get him in the offense more. He needs to be utilized more in the offense. Sanders. And even right now, he should be getting a lot of reps right now, a heavy dose of reps with Kamara right now. Instead of four receptions of 56 yards, and you got Kamara with 13 receptions, that mean he got targeted nine more times, or he probably got targeted more. I mean, Sanders might got targeted more. But on the paper, the, the, the final stats, Sanders, four receptions, 56 yards. Kamara, 13 receptions for 139 yards. This is the time to find your connection with a new receiver that just came to your team and Emmanuel Sanders since Michael Tom Thomas is out. And it's very interesting that he's not getting targeted a lot. So I think that can help. Even with offense or not, you can find ways to put him in some type of form. Sean Payton usually is an offensive guru. Cal Shanahan found ways to get Emmanuel Sanders to football. So I would think Sean Payton could do the same. But in order for the New Orleans Saints to get back in their mind to the Super Bowl, it's almost that 12 o'clock. And once 12 o'clock hits, it's over for y'all. Your defense still doing the same, not stopping nobody in crucial moments. And that's going to hinder the team too, especially – if somebody has the ball against that New Orleans Saints defense. They better figure out quick. Drew Brees ain't got but maybe one more year after this year, I think. So, if you don't get it now, I don't know when New Orleans going to get it. But they've been talking Super Bowl. Them and the Cowboys have been talking Super Bowl since, well, for the Saints since they won. The last time they won was 08-09 season. Well, it might be 09, 010 season. But they've been talking about Super Bowl since then. They ain't even got back to the Super Bowl since then. 
And I know Green Bay in the same boat, but right now I'm just talking about the New Orleans Saints. Like, they ain't been to the Super Bowl since. Well, it might have been 08-09 season for New Orleans, and then I think Green Bay won it the year after. So they haven't been back. They've been having that same talk. But I can't say this. Green Bay has been consistently in the NFC Championship. Well, they win or lose. They've been there. It's just them getting over the hump. They have been into multiple NFC Championships since they went to Super Bowl. I mean, Saints been in one, and they end up losing and blowing it. But you ain't got much time, Saints, and you got to pick it up. Pick it up. And if Michael Thomas come back, if he don't, I'm not saying he won't come back. But it, it has to be more. And your defense got to pick it up, or we're going to see close games like this getting out your hand. You lost to the Raiders last week. Now you lost to the Green Bay. You got Kansas City coming in soon. So, I mean, and then not only that, you got your neighbor in your division, the Bucks. They 2-1 they now. Could win this week, too, so. You push you pushing yourself, excuse me, you're pushing yourself back more and more the more you lose and giving that man, TB12, a chance to take this division. The Saints got to get it done on the office end. That's their strength. And they're, they're not getting it done on the office, even though they are scoring a lot. It's just – They got to win, period. They just got to win. Titans and Vikings. Let me tell you something, man. This Tannehill done went to um, Tennessee Titans and started throwing the ball. He had yesterday 23. He went 23 for 37, 321 yards. And he didn't get a TD. But I'm just saying he, he's throwing the ball more. People didn't think he could throw the ball, but they good. But the seat to have the pass ability to have 321 yards, it, it, it's some good stuff. But I also get why he didn't have to get a lot of TDs in the end zone from passing, from passing, throwing TDs. is because Henry had 26 carries, 119 yards at two TDs. Big boy like that to say. So when you look at his stats and with a running back like Derrick Henry in the backfield, that's reasonable stats. It's pretty good. It's actually above average for Tannehill's success, career success. That's above average. Above average. They playing some good football. They still can win that division. Um, Houston, I don't know what Houston going to do. They got rid of all the little toys, but Tennessee probably win that division again and be right back in the playoffs. Long as Tannehill can keep that up, no turnovers, they'll always be in every game. And with a running back like Derrick Henry, he can be the great clock manager you ever have because you can give him the ball as much as possible to keep the game in when in a winning position for you guys. But Tannehill, I think, found a home for them. And, and, it, look, and it looks good for him. He ain't doing that in Miami. He ain't doing that in other places. So, I mean, it looks good for him. Still in the tough AFC, but they can, they can go to the playoffs is what I'm saying. And I know it's early, but I can see the Tennessee Titans actually getting in the playoffs. Now, getting to the Super Bowl, I do not see them get to the Super Bowl, but I do see them getting in the playoffs. And now we have that, that, that um, big money guy, Kirk Cousins, 16 for 27, three TDs. He had three TDs, but he had two interceptions. And Cook was the man on the, on the, the ground. 22 
carries for 181 yards. He averaged 8.2 yards a carry. Had one TD. What's going on with the Vikings, people? What do you think is wrong with the Minnesota Vikings? Why they can't win? Why they can't close out games? This is another division. It's not the best division, but it's not. It's another division where there's no room for error. Vikings, a lot of people predicted you guys to win the division. And, I, again, like I always say, it's early. But a lot of people have picked you guys to win the division. And Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay Packers keep it moving. They're moving. They're moving. They're still moving. They're still winning. They're still winning. They're still winning. Vikings, you better get it addressed quickly or you going to miss the playoffs. That's my raw thoughts on that. Patriots in Oakland, I don't know who I'm more – what I'm more excited about watching. Tom Brady winning um, Tampa Bay or Bill Belichick being the mastermind winning in New England. Right now it looks good for both of them. The relationship, the Belichick and the Brady relationship looks a lot different. So, like, it looks good for both of them. You got – Tom on one end, being successful with Bruce Arians. But, by the way, the Tampa Bay defense got a really, 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 really good defense. And you got Belichick doing whatever it takes to win. It doesn't mean it has to be the prettiest, but they always did in New England. It was never the prettiest. They just knew how to win. They knew how to win. And right now they're winning. Play against a good Raiders team thus far for what we know about the Raiders after week three. They, you know, Carr had 261 yards, two TDs, no interceptions. Camden had to dupe so much this game, you know, 17 to 28, 162. Passing yards, a TD. He threw a pick. Sonny Michelle carried the load this time, nine carries, 117 yards, 13 yards average per carry. So that would – Keep Cam from doing so much. Is it time to say that Bill Belichick is great at knowing his personnel and finding ways to win with whatever he has? A lot of coaches can't do that. You know, when that when that star player, the people they bring to their system, they really want in their system. Because you know, all coaches pick their players. And they want particular players that fits their style. Belichick. It's so – I'm just saying, like, yes, he has players that fit his system right now because it doesn't matter. But Belichick, they coach so many players from different styles and ranges and still find a way to put them in and they still win football games. Every coach can't do that. He has took multiple players and made them look better than what they are in the system because he's so detailed in what it is. Is it too early to say – No matter what you give Bill Belichick, he'll find a way to win. Now, I can't. Now, of course, with Cleveland and the Jets. <coughs> Maybe he's started evolving after that. But since then, he's, I mean, of course, he had Tom Brady for years. But can we say now that 
even in the early season that Bill could find a way to get it done. And they don't really have a lot of weapons. Tom had these weapons last year. But I guess Cam, this is the type of the Cam weapons that he likes. So, I mean, it works for him. So, the Patriots just get it done, man. The Patriots just get it done. No matter what, they got to win about four points, five points. No matter what, they get it done. They close. They know how to get it done with the offense on the field or the defense on the field. They know how to get it done. We'll see what the Patriots do next week as well. Steelers on the road, people. The Pittsburgh Steelers on the road. Whew. AFC North. Got two interesting teams. The rival teams are that Baltimore and the Steelers on a crash course to figure out who can win the division. I feel sorry, but then again, I don't know how to feel for, for Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson got paid a lot. Bill O'Brien didn't leave him with nothing. They traded all of Deshaun, I mean, Hopkins, Deshaun Hopkins. And his go-to receiver, his number one receiver, is Randall Cobb. And Randall Cobb, since he's been playing in the league, has probably been everybody's third receiver. Not number one, not number two. Third receiver. And, and is really good at special teams, like punt returns and kick returns. He's never been a number one receiver. And now you asking him to fulfill a player like Deshaun Hopkins, Rose, as a number one receiver? You got Randall Cobb, and then you got Deshaun Hopkins? You guys going to do that? That is a tough situation there. All I know is Houston better get together, or they already out of the playoffs. And they better get it together quick because they play Tennessee twice. And that's definitely not going to be easy. They better get it together right away. But on the Pittsburgh side, Big Ben playing pretty good. He played good, 237 yards, and they had two TDs. I mean, I, I expect that him and Connor played well yesterday. So, Connor had 18 cash for 109 yards. So, you got that. And you got a good – they have a good nucleus of receivers. I'm not going to say – you know, of course, Juju Schuster is the guy. But they have a whole uh, overall good group of receivers. So, and Big Ben will make some – he he can make that look pretty good. When he's healthy, by the way. I ain't going to lie. I'm just ready to see them and Baltimore play against each other. That's going to be a good game. I think these two going to go down to the nail, to the end of the game. Only thing that can happen with them is if Baltimore – a lot of people probably say Baltimore will beat Pittsburgh. But if Baltimore can control the clock and they can't stop it, Pittsburgh can't stop it, it's going to be a long two games for them. Those two games where they play. I'm, I'm excited for that matchup. That matchup right there has me pumped. But Houston, Bill O'Brien probably won't be there next year. I see it happening. I see him getting fired. And hopefully, if they don't, if the season goes, excuse me, is this, if the season goes as what it is right now, they need to be drafting a good receiver. 
they need to be thinking about that right now. Don't wait until week 10, week 11. Even if you are doing good, you be drafting a good receiver. I'm pretty sure the defense might need some help, but right now, the big pay guy, Deshaun Watson needs a, a receiver to go to to make some things happen. Panthers got a win yesterday. Panthers got a win. I don't want to – do I credit the Panthers or do I just credit the fact that the L.A. Chargers just blew it? It was crucial moments at the end of that game. But Justin Hubert started again, 35-49, had 330 yards and a pass CD. But Justin Hubert got Keenan Allen, man. Keenan Allen is tough. Keenan Allen's probably a top five receiver to me in my book right now. And you got somebody that, that special that can make you feel good or – have you very comfortable in the pocket that you know you throw to can make something happen? Whew. Keenan Allen is good. And he was huge for Hubert yesterday. 13 receptions, 132 yards. Him and Keller was good, you know, so I, I know that, but the kid got promised, but he got to be able to pull out wins. He's putting up some big numbers already early, although I hate what happened to Tyrod, and that's, that's, that's definitely crucial. But the some I think they, Justin Hubert probably shot some people. Probably expect him to come in and play like this, especially with no preseason, and still put up these huge numbers that he's putting up. I don't know if they had to re rechange the offense or what, but – Losing to the Panthers at this moment is not a good thing. And you're in the AFC West. Although you gave a big, a uh, very strong game to Kansas City last week, you ended up lo losing. You have no room for error with Kansas City Chiefs in that division, who's probably going to go back to the Super Bowl if they stay healthy. Which means you definitely – the L.A. Chargers don't have no room for error, no matter who's playing and who's starting. All right, people. It's time to say, <laughs> who's going to be the next coach of the Atlanta Falcons? We already know it's coming. I don't know if they're going to fire him early, Dan Quinn early, or they're just going to wait to the end of the year and say, Dan Quinn will not be returning as a head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. But it's going to happen. The only way it don't happen, let's say win the rest of these games the rest of the year. And I mean all of them, not even the loss. I know it sounds crazy, but look, he's been there long enough that in, in crucial moments, they have blew some games. Yesterday, blew some game. they blew, blew the game yesterday. They ended up getting rid of um, Mr. Trubisky and brought in Nick Foles, and Nick Foles brought him in and he had a game winning drive and won. And the offense played good yesterday, as usual. I don't know what the defense is doing for the Atlanta Falcons. Now, Matt Brown had 238 yards, a TD. You know, Ty Gurley on the offense end had 14 carries for 80 yards in the TD. And Ridley, without Julio playing yesterday, had five receptions, 110 yards. I don't know what's going on with Atlanta. Maybe they do need a change of coach. Maybe they need a coaching change. Maybe they need some different energy in there or something. But this happened two weeks in a row. And like I said again, Dan Quinn would not be the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons next year. 
if he can make it through this year. And now I'm a, I'm a I definitely know he's not gonna be the coach of the Falcons next year. But let him lose another game. He might not be the coach this year, the rest of the year. They might go on and get an intern in there. And I don't know, Arthur Blank might be nice enough to say, hey, I'm gonna let you finish out the season. But you done had your time. And Arthur Blank is one of the few coaches who don't do a lot of coaching changes. You know, he he gets it done, but you know, he lets you do what you have to do. But If he fires you, that means you really done bad. He ain't the one to just fire anybody, for what I noticed. He gives you multiple opportunities. Him, Daniel Snyder, Jared, uh, we ain't going to even go there. He gives you multiple opportunities to, to, to create whatever you have. Dan Quinn, you might be a good defense coordinator with a team that has the players they have. I was thinking once they got you in Atlanta, you would have created a, a very strong defense. Drafted a defense, built this defense really good to where they can make stops to, you know, contribute to the Falcons, which you did one year. You got to the Super Bowl, but you blew it in the Super Bowl, too, as well. So, and you'll probably blame that on Cal. Either way, you're the head coach, so that's your responsibility. So, that's what you have to go with. Got to go through. Cal had to go through that last year in the Super Bowl against Kansas City Chiefs. So, it's there. We Oh, they know. And you know. Once you're the leader of the team, everything is your fault, no matter who the coordinator is. Everything comes down to you. So what I'm saying is, you'll get a defensive coordinator job, and you probably be a good defensive coordinator once you get the, the correct pieces that can get the job done. Again, I thought you would have drafted the pieces or made some moves on the defensive end to help you. But maybe have they already be in place or something. I don't know. But we'll see. We'll see. With that being said, I'm about to give you guys the Raw Mind Sports Player of the Week. And it goes to that guy who probably is going to win MVP this year. Hustle Russell. Russell Wilson, 315 yards, five touchdowns, a game-winning drive against the Cowboys, although that's not a shock with the defense, but he still put up five touchdowns. So, I mean, I know we got – Lamar Jackson and, and, and Patrick Mahomes playing tonight on Monday Night Football. But I'm going to go ahead and award this to Russell Wilson. He is my raw mind sports NFL player of the week. NBA Finals people coming up. Lakers in five. Still mad at Boston collapsing the last three minutes of the fourth quarter. But, hey, I'm going to keep that short there. Lakers in five. LeBron wins his fourth NBA championship. That being said, that's all I got for Raw Thoughts. You guys have a great night.